say I no go make a move. I say I no go be somebody. Olu a dey my bako. Say be papa don't show. Ta baba jo baba. I go walk o kinshas. But jo baba me la wajo. Na na na. I am a tire at a cigarette. Oh, you can't hold up myself. Every day when I wake up. I bless you now they see, oh no Papa Joma show me love, show me boy Hey, 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 ah Marry to the devil Hey, 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 hey I'm gonna marry back home Ah, marry to the devil Hey, 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 hey Biru, biru, oh, biru, biru Oh, 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 Two minutes can pass 10 a.m. This is your Feel Good Radio, Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkota. A great morning to you, wherever you're listening to us from this Monday morning. It's the 11th day in the month of January 2021. And it's great to know you're there uh, with your radios or your speakers logged on to dial 107.9 FM. Hope your Monday morning has started the brightest way possible. I know that um, usually, just like I was saying uh, a couple of hours earlier in the morning, of how tough it is for people to get out of bed on Monday and how, you know, because of this lethargic attitude, Mondays get to a slow start. Uh, the hope, of course, uh, is that with our help, uh, for those of you that have been locked on this dial, uh, that um, we've been able to kickstart your Monday morning the brightest way possible and um, give you that push as far as having a very, very great week. If things are still slow for you up until now, uh, every moment, of course, uh, is a chance for you to change the situation. Just, you know, flip that switch. And um, change that mindset, that um, look on your face, and just go ahead and have a great Monday and have a great week overall. Barry back 
by Barry J. It's a song that kickstarted things at this hour, this morning, right here on Fresh 107.9 FM. Welcome to the platform. Uh, the very first installment for the week. We do this Mondays and Wednesdays from 10 to 11 o'clock and we get to talk about issues that affect you and I and promises to be another great time uh, together this morning. Wale Bakar is my name. Thank you really for joining us uh, this morning. Remember, at Fresh FM, I'll be able to on Twitter is where you... Um, Join the program via that avenue. You can as well watch us live on Facebook. Drop your contributions as we uh, move on uh, this morning. The lineup uh, this morning uh, is uh, to bring you the latest as far as the COVID-19 is concerned. Actually, the talks about reopening of schools and the number of reactions that have trailed it. That's talking about the Nigeria University's commission's instruction. The reactions that have trailed it as regards the readiness of the universities uh, that will be getting our attention this morning. Uh, but I'll let you into the latest numbers as far as the COVID-19 is concerned and then um, let you into some of the things. Uh, earlier this morning, the uh, Minister, of, Minister of State for Health, Dr. Olorunian Bemamora, was on TV during an interview and he had a number of things to say about the federal government's approach as regards uh, people's um, uh, disposition to obeying the COVID-19 protocols. And he had a couple of things to say about there's so much talked about vaccines that a lot of Nigerians are waiting for and waiting to get updates on. Uh, we'll get into that uh, just before we get into conversations about the reopening of universities across the country. Welcome to the platform this morning. Once again, Wale Bakar is my name. Thank you really for joining us this Monday. From on Fresh 107.9 FM Abelkta this Monday, the 11th of January 2021. Thank you for joining us. Wale Bakar is my name. Good to know you're there. Uh, joining the program this Monday morning. Like I said, the latest numbers reported by the Nigeria Center for Disease Control, the NCDC, uh, will be our first point of call uh, this morning. Nigeria's COVID cases now well over 100,000. Uh, the uh, data keeping started in March. The first case was reported in February. Uh, 11 months on, we're talking about over 100,000 cases uh, reported in the country. Uh, that, of course, uh, became the tally after the NTDC reported 1,024 new infections uh, yesterday. Uh, Lagos at the highest of those new cases, 653 alone in Lagos. Uh, Plateau State followed that distantly with 63, Benue 48, Zamfara at 45 new cases, the Federal Capital Territory at 42 new cases, Rivers at 27 new cases, followed by Ondo and Adamawa, uh, each of them having 26 new infections, Kaduna 22, Edo 18, Ogun 16, Imo 12, Kano 9, Yobe 6, Ekiti 5, Jigawa 4, Oshun 2. 
Uh, that's a breakdown of the 1,024 new cases reported by the NCDC. Like I said earlier, total confirmed infections in the country now 100,087. Uh, those that have uh, recovered and have been discharged, 80,030 have recovered and have been discharged. A number of casualties or the death toll in the country now up to 1,358. That's eight more people are losing their lives or losing the battle to COVID uh, in the last 24 hours. Uh, the uh, other details that you need as far as uh, the uh, testing situation in the country and of course uh, the breakdown of the active cases across uh, parts of the country, 1,025,560. That's the uh, samples that have been tested in the country. Uh, Lagos has uh, the highest number of active cases, 6,858. And uh, there's the federal capital territory, 5,563. Uh, that's followed by Oyo with 834. And then, um, you know, it goes on and on. Nasarawa, they have 753 active cases. Uh, well, Ogun State, uh, just because uh, for the sake of uh, own uh, information, uh, 297. That's the number of active cases in Ogun State at the moment. Uh, the breakdown you get on the COVID dedicated website of the NCDC. It's covid19.ncdc.gov.ng. It has all the information you need as far as the COVID 19 pandemic in Nigeria. Uh, is uh, concerned because uh, with this uh, increasing numbers uh, with this um, um, increasing rate of people that are losing their lives because of the covid uh, it has become uh, the worry uh, continues to increase as far as uh, what the situation is with nigerians uh, refusing to obey the non-pharmaceutical measures uh, that have proven over time to be the only way to um, win this virus, except for places where they're talking about vaccinations already. Remember, we continue to talk about plans as far as vaccines are concerned. Either at all, uh, what we knew was that uh, the country was expecting a 100,000 doses of vaccine, which would, of course, cater for 50,000 people, uh, going by the two doses per person arrangement uh, that um, you know we know is what works or what will work. Um, the 100,000, uh, the plan, the information we had was that they would get into the country by the end of January. Uh, when you look at a number of things that have been said, well, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But there are a number of interesting reports as far as the vaccines are concerned. Uh, some are even already talking about the fact that the first quarter could even see uh, millions of doses coming to the country. And uh, we could see a number of people vaccinated in the country. But uh, in the meantime... Uh, for the federal government and the presidential task force on COVID-19, uh, they hope that Nigerians will um, begin or get back to obeying the non-pharmaceutical measures, wearing of face masks, uh, avoidance of crowded places, uh, using of uh, alcohol-based sanitizers and washing hands with soap and water. Just all these things that we've, uh, we've continued to talk about as far as uh, stopping the spread of the virus is concerned. Uh, that is the hope of the PTFV. Uh, Minister of State for Health, uh, Dr. Lorne Mamora, was on a television program this morning on Channels TV, and he had quite a number of things to say. Uh, uh, I'll just um, let you into uh, some of the things that he said, about four minutes long audio, of uh, what he said about uh, the PTF's approach as regards uh, people's failure to obey the guidelines and a number of things that he had to say. 
about the vaccines that are being expected in the country. Let's take a listen to Dr. Mamora and um, return to uh, get fully into the plant discussion this morning, which is about a number of reactions that have trailed that instruction or directive by the Nigeria Investors Commission as regards the reopening of varsities in the country. Let's take a listen to Dr. Mamora first off. Essentially, what the PTF is looking at is to uh, continue our advocacy to the people uh, through the various um, uh, strategies uh, using the media, using um, the community uh, leaders, the religious leaders, the um, various uh, groups, and um, doing what we call risk communication. It's either you want to go by the route of uh, lockdown, which we are trying to avoid as much as possible because it has its, uh, call it collateral damage when you do lockdown. You know what is happening in UK now where government has been forced, as it were, to implement uh, another lockdown. And so, it's also, I mean, similar thing is also happening in some other countries, you know, over there. But we are very conscious of our own situation, what we are trying to do is to have a kind of delicate balancing between lives and livelihood. So, that is that. Now, you can also uh, implement or introduce some punitive measures. You know, yes, you you recall, uh, I think just over the, over the weekend, where the government of Lagos, uh, the officials, had to go into some nightclubs to really get people arrested. You know. So these are some of the things that we, that, that we can do. That is, we, we try to put in place enforcement. But again, there is also a limit to how much of that. Because if you get people, uh, where do you keep them particularly? If you apply sanctions, maybe by way of uh, pains or some, some penalty, fines and all that. How about those who cannot pay? Where do you keep them and all that? So there are lots of issues and the, the, it's still, the best thing still remains advocacy in terms of voluntary compliance. Mm. Because, look, keeping yourself safe, as an individual, you take it as a primary responsibility on yourself and every other person has to do it that way mm. so that you can also, others can be saved. Well, uh, the, the, the truth is that um, still many rivers to cross, I must say. Is it because we don't produce any of these vaccines, so we are relying on uh, the countries where these vaccines have been produced but what we have done, I mean, in spite of all that, is, is, that doesn't mean we are, we are folding our hands and not doing anything. We are part and parcel of the COVAX facility, which is a global body trying to ensure that um, vaccines are made available and made affordable to the 
low and middle income countries and uh, this is being facilitated through gavi gavi is a global alliance for vaccine and immunization it's a world body as well and uh, we are also engaged of course who is also involved to ensure that there is a uh, equitable distribution of these vaccines so we are part of that global body uh, we, uh, so when the vaccines are available then we have our own share and we have been um we are sure that 20 percent of our vaccine need will be made available to us free and then we will then provide additional 20 percent at least in, in year 2021 of course we, we will also provide for the operational cost because okay. it's just the vaccines that will be uh, uh, supplied but in terms of uh, operations because you need syringes you need uh, you need the personnel you need everything to you know get the vaccines to the people so we the issues of uh, availability accessibility affordability all these issues are still there. Even the issue of accessibility, because even with the vaccines not yet being available, some people are already showing what we call vaccine hesitancy. So, what we are now doing is to start some kind of uh, advocacy, even when the vaccines are not available. Let's prepare the minds of the people that this is the way to go. We will have no choice than to go for this thing. Uh, the Minister of State for Health, Dr. Lon Mamora, speaking earlier this morning, uh, quite a number of things he had to say about the uh, country's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. And because uh, uh, again, he spoke about the possibilities of another lockdown, saying that uh, government, of course, wants to avoid that, just like uh, it was pointed out at uh, last week's briefing of the presidential task force uh, of course he's a member of the ptf uh, the uh, national coordinator of the task force dr sonia Liu, the chairman of the ptf uh, who is also the sgf uh, boss mustafa pointing out that uh, well government wants a situation where they will not be forced to have to talk about another lockdown and uh, you know th these are some of the things that are being talked about a number of, uh, they've come out to say that uh, the the bulk of the work is um, for the people to obey the guidelines, uh, which is the only way for us to stop the spread of this virus. And then, you know, we won't have to have discussions about lockdown and these uh, other drastic measures uh, to, you know, uh, to um, stop the spread of this virus. Uh, the uh, minister had a number of things to say about the ongoing enrollment for the. Uh, national identification number as well. Uh, he urged the National Identity Management Commission to go back to the drawing board and reorder the enrollment process to avoid large crowd at its centers uh, nationwide. Uh, we know what has been happening uh, with the uh, with the NIMC, and uh, in fact, part of the things he said is that my understanding. I quote him now: My understanding is that the whole process may be suspended so as to reorder the whole process in terms of management of the crowd because it was never intended that it would become a rowdy process like that. Uh, he said, we have a duty as government to ensure that people are protected. We also have a duty to ensure people comply within the limit of what is good 
uh, for the society at large. Uh, those are some of the things he had to say about the NIMC uh, registration. Well, um, let's um, move on this morning and get into talks about the reopening of uh, varsities in the country. The schools, of course, had been closed because of the COVID-19 pandemic coupled with the ASU strike. The ASU strike was called off uh, some weeks back now. And uh, the question that was left was when the schools would reopen uh, because of the COVID. Then you see late last week issued that directive that varsity should reopen by the 18th of January. Uh, over the weekend, there were a number of reports uh, getting reactions from the members of the academic staff uni- uh, union of universities, that's the lecturers from various schools, uh, ask, um, answering questions as regards the readiness of universities uh, in terms of obeying the COVID-19 protocols, uh, the a preponderance of uh, contributions from ASU officials was that, uh, yes, we'd love to work, we're ready to work, but it is not entirely safe. Uh, a number of things have not been made available, and that becomes an issue. And we know these things that have to be available, you know, and sanitizers, uh, water, and washing materials, equipment, and uh, in a part in a country where we know what the situation in the lecture halls of a lot of our universities are, uh, there'll, so, there'll also be questions as to physical distancing and all of that. And then uh, the questions have been raised again about online uh, learning and um, level our education system is at and where we should be. Uh, these are a number of things uh, that have been raised. Uh, in a couple of minutes, I'll be speaking uh, with. Uh, uh, Mr. Tosin Adeshile is a lecturer, uh, he is a communicator because uh, Mr. Adeshile, uh, interestingly, has um, had to you know, continue working in some capacity uh, in some schools, uh, even during this lockdown, uh, using the online means. And uh, well, greatly, uh, we'll get to talk about what the challenge is with online learning in this part of the world. Uh, Mr. Adeshile uh, is, uh, of course, uh, a member of the advertising practice. Teachers Council of Nigeria is also uh, the founder of the Africa Youth Circle, which is a non-governmental organization based in Nigeria. Uh, is also the, uh, of course, uh, I guess to talk about youth development and a number of things. Well, Mr. Tosna Jisle will be talking to us in a moment. Uh, as far as this issues about school reopening, the reactions of ASU, uh, the reactions of the society generally as regards safety, when indeed. The varsity is reopened. We'll link up with him in a moment. Don't go anywhere.
Thank you for staying with us. Uh, it's the platform on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belgium. In case you're just joining us, I'll be getting to talk about the order, the directive by the Nigerian Investors Commission as far as reopening of varsities are concerned and a number of reactions that have trailed it uh, from us and uh, some other quarters as regards the readiness of the schools uh, to resume and um, so many other sundry matters uh, that have been raised. I did say uh, that will be joined by Mr. Tosin Adeshile this morning on the program. Uh, he's on the line already. Good morning, Mr. Adeshile. Good to have you join us. Uh, good morning, um, uh, Nigerians. And also, good morning, Mr. Wale. Uh, Thank you very much. Well, let's just, let's just get straight to it. Are you are you in any way surprised that the uh, reactions that have trailed you know, this directive by the NUC uh, for the reopening of varsities. I'm sure you must have been following, uh, you know, so, uh, the reaction from some of your colleagues as regards the readiness of uh, the universities in terms of the uh, provision of the non-pharmaceutical, the things that will aid the non-pharmaceutical measures, uh, you know, hand washing, sanitizers and all of that. Are you in any way surprised at the reaction of ASU, first of all, or, or so many ASU members or your colleagues as regards the reopening of varsities? Thank you very much. Uh, well, you know, the country is full of surprises. So, uh, so in, in other words, I would say that I'm a little bit surprised and I'm not surprised. So, but the truth of the matter is um, um, I, I feel that um, uh, last year we had um, two batches of um, core members going to NYC camp and and it was each even though there were records of uh, some core members that had um, the tested and were actually moved to um, isolation centers and available. So if you look at um, the, the strike we do not add uh, in Nigeria, which is which was closed like three months before it was called off, was one of the um, highest that uh, we ever had at the very strong. So automatically, let's say uh, the student lost entirely. Session. So looking at um, that, most of the ASU members are also parents, they also have uh, children, and one person or the other. So, you know, so we are all moved by emotion aside um, issues raised with government or issues of payment and um, raising of panels to come to the debate and so on. So, so I, I would say we, we are ready to resume, and then I'm sure that the issues are buzzing about um, uh, 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 measures that schools should put in place are, are functions of the management, the university management. But they are the ones that uh, would, and then so far so good in some quarters, some schools, is about some of those things are already in place uh, because um, um, schools, uh, the academic side has been disrupted. And we all know that these are the also Hello? Hello? Okay, I'm not sure Mr. Tostan actually is still on the line with us. I think we lost our call, uh, but um, I'm sure we'll um, try to uh, get to connect with him again. Uh, interestingly, just before uh, you know, uh, we, we lost our call, he was uh, talking about how in some quarters and some schools, uh, some of these things that are supposed to help, uh, you know, the, uh, some of these equipments that are required as far as uh, you know the non-pharmaceutical measures are concerned are being produ- are being provided uh, that's um, you know contrary to some of the uh, reports from uh, some other quarters uh, as regards uh, the readiness of the universities but i'm sure we'll 
I will link up with him again and, uh, you know, get to talk to him uh, this uh, morning uh, as far as uh, this uh, conversation is concerned. I remember because at Fresh FM, I booked on Twitter. Uh, is where you drop your contributions uh, this morning. If you're watching us live on Facebook, uh, feel free to drop your contributions uh, via that avenue as well. And uh, we'll be glad to hear from you. We'll definitely get to talk to you via the phone lines much later uh, on the program uh, as we try to uh, get back on the, on the line with uh, Mr. Tosin Adishile and uh, continue our discussions as far as uh, this uh, very uh, you know important and crucial a matter of the varsity's reopening. Uh, because uh, he did uh, mention the ASU strike coupled with the COVID-19 and how that has uh, kept a lot of students at home for a very long time. I'm sure he's back on the line with us. Mr. Richley, I'm sure... Uh, are you, can you hear us now? Yes, I can. Okay, I can. for a moment, we stopped hearing you. But you, you were saying so many things about how some schools are beginning to put some of those things that are required in place. And I was saying that, that that's interestingly, uh, you know, as against some of the things we heard over the weekend from some ASU members. But are you hopeful, uh, generally? Let's not have a debate as to who is ready, who isn't ready. But are you hopeful that these schools will be ready? Because there are some people that have spoken about how things are done in this part of the world where, for some reason, we just appear never prepared, so to speak, for so many things. Okay, thank you very much. Um, let me see that um, uh, we, we have um, different kinds of uh, people in the academic staff union of the universities as far as it goes. Sometimes opinions are not all that the same. And, it, and uh, let's say comments from certain quarters are, are not absolutism, you know, and doesn't carry opinion of other people. Um, uh, if uh, polytechnics and um, ideas strictly, because... Um, Last year, um, the Polytechnic in Abdel Kutamushia Polytechnic resumed uh, academic session, had their exams, and even before the exams, we had online classes. We are making use of a Telegram platform and also have what they call LMS. The LMS gives you the opportunity to approve course materials. It also gives you the uh, access to to assess your students by a test whether you want to take CBT. Or you want to make it, um, you want to make it um, uh, essay. So we did all these things, and then I can say categorically that uh, no, uh, no. If you look at numbers of students in universities uh, in Nigeria, they, they can't be that um, 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 big with what we have in the polytechnic. You know, in polytechnic we have sometimes we have five hundred students, we have seven hundred, and you know, from what I've seen from my experience with universities in Nigeria, I don't think they have that large number of students in a particular department. So it, it won't be a problem because you can see from the memo that came out from various universities like Osu, University of Illinois, and so many other schools that said they are going to kickstart with online classes at first. That the the, the only time there will be the need for um, physical class, it will be communicated and it's going to be in a large hall where there will be adequate spacing. So the, no, the mere fact that students will be going back on campus does not mean that all of them will be rushing down to class because the school is going to arrange because every university has their what they call they have their ICT center and if they have ICT center there are various learning platforms that schools have subscribed to. Firstly, we have what they call ILEN and we also have what they call LMS. Mm. All these platforms give you access to put your course materials weekly. It can be in form of slides, it can be in form of words, materials, whichever way the student wants. And the student can actually even go there to download this and put it on their 
and on, on their WhatsApp group or their Telegram group for them to order other means to get access to it because uh, one of the challenges we faced during the coronavirus period where we were conducting online classes to some private university was that so many students were complaining of data wanting to buy data for them to join because it's one thing for the university to say oh we are we are allowing you people to come for online classes and one thing for them to say oh is it the parents that are still struggling to raise money to pay school fees are still the ones that will be buying data for students to have access to classes so I think uh, there are there are mixed feelings uh, from both students and from the lecturers, and the lecturers are also of the opinion that we are not ready. But the matter is that if we have so many uh, universities that graduated students last year through online classes, because those ones who are calling them online graduates, they did their project uh, defense online, they did their exams online, they did classes online. So I don't see anything that we cannot do. The only people that are skeptical about uh, schools resuming, looking at the online classes and so on. That how can they cope? Are the lecturers that failed, you know, to 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 make themselves available to go through that process? Because so many of them don't know how to use those platforms, and now, they are never ready. Now, just just before just before we get into that, just, just to be clear, because I know that there the, the group of people that have looked at this uh, reopening of universities and this COVID nineteen uh, pandemic. And their opinion is, look, yes, there's a pandemic, but we cannot afford to have our schools shut forever. We have to continue to find a way to, uh, you know, walk around this virus. And from your submissions, I'm believing you you belong to that that um, uh, to that group of people that believe we just have to find a way uh, to get our students back in class or whether it's online or just to get the schools back running. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Now, you, you, you talk about uh, the online classes. Uh, which we know how crucial they will be or they are at this time. Uh, but there are a number of th- you, you also mentioned some issues uh, that could affect it. Now, could you, could you t- tell us more about, because I know you, uh, you, because uh, 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 I know that you, you work with you know, in a number of private universities and uh, you, you speak about your experience with the Moshida Biola Polytechnic, uh, the online classes and all. Uh, how uh, how um, uh, effective was it in your opinion and uh, on a larger scale uh, is this something that can be a lot more effective as far as uh, our tertiary education system is concerned thank you very much uh, Mr. Wally uh, what I would say is that um, if you look at it uh, in, in, in a very broader perspective I would say that the, uh, the online class classes is uh, one of the things that our special institutions should adopt, whether public or private. I'm going to give two scenarios between public and private, that I'll start with private. Now, in a private university, I don't want to mention the university because I don't want to go publicity for them. Okay, go yeah. ahead. So, what, what happened was, if you don't pay your school fees, because all the students have the school email, that the school customized email, now, if you don't pay your school fees, you won't have access to that email. You won't be able to use that email. And for you to join the online class, you have to join the online class with your school email. So if you don't pay your school fees, you won't be able to join the online class. Now, what we used was Google Meet. The Google Meet allows you to connect via your school email. So automatically, if you have not paid your fees, you won't be able to use your email to join. So now, the... Um, online platform really helps private universities to to recoup their funds from parents last year. And there was no trouble. 
even before people, even for project defense and so on, it was strictly online. So if private universities could make their money and could make sure that they had an in-depth um, academic calendar last year during the heat of COVID-19, then I see no reason why any university in Nigeria, any public university should say that, oh, this is very hard for us to adopt. But, and if you look at it very well, the, the Vice Chancellor of the University of Lagos made mention of this last year, towards the late uh, middle of last year, that he had already had meetings with series of uh, service providers to provide free internet for students, even from your house. As long as you have your matric number and you log into that particular platform, you have access to like an hour free internet that day. Because they've, they've looked, been able to look at it from the issues of struggling parents who don't have enough to pay school fees, talking of them buying data. So I, 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 I believe what we all should do is how to make it better. Because I think that should be our focus. Not for us to say, oh, would this thing be possible? I, I, I would like to you. So many, so many public universities, lecturers that are sabbatical, sabbatical in private universities, could, some of them could not even make use of those online platforms. They were calling junior lecturers to help them to navigate through those platforms because they are not ready to adapt to change. They are so conversant with these uh, physical classes because they are going to sell books, they are going to compose students that if you don't buy this book, you will not pass. But online class will not, will not give them the opportunity. You know what I'm trying to say now. So, so they are looking at their own loss in terms of selling books and you know having interaction with students. That, that's their own challenge. But if you really want a smooth running academic calendar where there will be um, less of uh, uh, lecturer harassing students and so on, the online class is very very good and effective. Now, uh, what, what, I, I hear you uh, when you you know some of these things that you raise, but. Um, what, because it would, would would it be fair to you know some of these things that you mentioned? These are things that you know happen naturally, you know, in in some schools, and you know the a number of lecturers make gains from it, like you said. But when you look at the submissions of uh, some of the uh, the lecturers and you know some other people, uh, they 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 are they're talking strictly. Of course, they even pointed out that they don't want to sound pessimistic. Uh, they don't want to. You know, make it seem like all they are saying is this cannot work. But they are, they are just talking about uh, the safety of students, safety of lecturers. Uh, will the schools be prepared? Will will government fund? Will government release enough money? You know, to uh, make sure that these things are available. Talk about sanitizers and washing equipment. We we know campuses in this uh, country that don't even have water. So you know, these are some issues that they raised, and you would you you could argue that, that those are genuine genuine issues, don't you think? Okay, now let me first start from the issue of the end academic allowance and some other issues. That but that, that's a forward. different ballgame. I'm, I'm talking about the COVID-19 pandemic, the, uh, the measures against COVID and the reasons, COVID. some of the things that the lecturers have mentioned. Uh, I'm just saying, don't you think those are fair um, things to worry about as well? That's what I'm saying. Okay, now those things the lecturers uh, made mention about are not things to worry that's why, why I said it, that, that, say that is the major function of the university management. The uh, ASU members that are not members of university uh, management cannot come out to say that this will be a problem. Because the universities generate funds. They have their ways of generating funds. The universities have alumni associations that support them. Like you, you can see the giant stride. You can see a whole lot of things that the University of Lagos is achieving through its uh, alumni body. And the same applies to other universities in Nigeria. And I think at this point in time, it, the onus lies on any university management 
that have not received enough funds from federal government and have not been generating enough funds to approach the alumni body that this our and I'm sure that each alumni set would be gladly because we have what we call CSR in the universities. Even organizations are ready to partner with universities. In in some universities, we have four, five, six banks. And there are still so many banks that are trying everything possible to have access to the universities. So getting sanitizers, uh, constructing and washing are, are things that organizations and alumni bodies are ready to support the university camps. But the fear of the ASUM, ASUM members are just that they are feeling that uh, everything needs to go to bureaucracy, they need to sign it, they need to sign that. But I feel for a school that has been closed for months, for a school that the academic have been in, that all this shouldn't be a problem because even during the COVID-19 period, so many schools are open, opening projects. I can mention like three universities during the COVID-19 opening projects. People, they are still getting support, they are still getting sponsorship, and they are doing all, 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 all sorts of things. So I, I believe that shouldn't really be a problem. But what should be our problem is adhering strictly to those precautionary measures when the student arrives. Because, you know, when you look at the volume of the students and the lecturers, we should be able to say, oh, the lecturers should be able to, you know, say, oh, if you don't have no smart, you don't come into my class. They adhere strictly to it. I think that should be the major. The, what we should uh, do more now, it should be in the area of advocacy. We have student union, universities, we have class reps. The university management should organize meetings within this leadership so that they can disseminate uh, the same to them through their, you know, they have a way of communicating each other, whether it's their WhatsApp or Telegram or they have their emails and so on. I think that should be our, that's where we should channel our, our energy now. Not that we should be saying, oh, would this be possible? Would this not be possible? It would. Right. The, the private university felt it would be possible last year before they made use of it and it was possible. So I, what, what I think that the, the, the members of ASU that are, that, that are full of doubt that will this work should allow it, let it kickstart. And, and from there, we'll now take it for that. Okay, okay, now this is what we want government to do. We all know that governments cannot provide everything. If you are expecting government to provide everything in Nigeria, I know we have actually missed it. I know that one. But the truth of the matter is that it is not the work that we are going to put entirely in the hands of government. At this point in time, we need all stakeholders to come on board. And I think that's where our energy should be. And the school management should come out individually to say that this is our readiness. This is the level we have gotten to. This sure. is where we need support from the government and from uh, corporate bodies and alumni associations. All right. So, uh, all right. Um, you, you're saying, in essence, all that has to be done should be done just to get the schools back up and running. Uh, thank you, Mr. Adishley, uh, for talking to us this morning. Uh, on the program. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, Mr. Tosna Adishle is, uh, is a lecturer uh, who's uh, talking to us uh, this uh, morning. Uh, he's also a member of uh, the uh, Advertising Practitioners Council of Nigeria, APCON. Uh, uh, quite a number of things uh, that he had to say there uh, for him and um, his, his position shared by a number of others. Uh, that whatever the case, uh, considering that the schools have been shut down for so long, uh, for him, uh, whatever has to be done, uh, we cannot afford to be pessimistic at this time. Whatever has to be done should be done uh, to get the schools, uh, you know, up and running. But w- one cannot uh, throw away the uh, the uh, worries that have been raised by the lecturers as regards of what the situation will be or should be. 
uh, when the schools reopen? Uh, these are also very important uh, questions that they've raised as well. Uh, well, let's get some thoughts uh, from you uh, this morning. Uh, just before we wrap things up, about uh, 10 minutes uh, for us to do all of that together. Uh, remember, at Fresh FM, our Belgata on Twitter is an avenue for you to drop your contributions. If you are watching live on Facebook, feel free to uh, also drop your uh, contributions via that avenue. The numbers to call 0815 432 1079, 0818 1079, 0818 because of the situation that we are, uh, that we find ourselves, you know, presently. The fact remains that, uh, first of all, uh, I, I so much appreciate your, your guest, you know, through, I mean, uh, for telephone. He has really, you know, make a good delivery, you know, through his uh, analysis. But I just want to add something, that we need to learn how to live with this pandemic, which is, we need to live on, on our life, you understand? So, the fact remains that we need to practice some certain things that we took as a phenomenon of life. Who's the opening now? Uh, uh, most importantly, to the university uh, stuff. I think they have so much time to prepare themselves beyond that now. Like the lecturers, they complain. They, they are not their complaints. Whatever they need to bring. Let me give you an instance now. Like all these uh, departmental stuff. They can easily divide them into places like maybe some department can come to school on Monday, some okay. another one they can come on okay. Tuesday, okay. like that. You know, so that right. they can feed the students in departmental things. We need to go on. We just right. need to just go on. Your point um you're totally noted. Thank you. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Okay, do try to call us again, 0815-432-1079, 0818-111-1079. Those are the numbers. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, get to talk to uh, two, one or two more, just for wrap things up. Uh, Twitter this morning, at Irabami um, Shoenka says, I really do not like the approach of government to education at all. It says, while ASU may be morally right not to resume out of fear of COVID-19, they should have also compelled the government to do the needful in putting the public varsities in good shape during the nine-month strike. For me, respective schools should be proactive and not wait for a either-to-failed federal government that doesn't value education at all. And I don't blame them. He says their children are not in these public varsities. He says lecturers should adopt online teaching. Mm. So the platform this Monday morning on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkota. Okay, so we've been uh, taking reactions uh, to the worries expressed by uh, members of ASU as regards uh, reopening of the universities and how the readiness of uh, the universities as uh, far as the uh, COVID-19 preventive measures are concerned. Because uh, the um, 
number of uh, chairmen of various uh, chapters of ASU on Sunday expressed concerns over the resumption, saying the institutions were not ready for safe reopening. Uh, that, of course, followed the directive by the uh, Universities Commission saying that uh, ASU, I mean, saying that uh, universities uh, should reopen from the 18th of January, albeit uh, obeying COVID-19 protocols. Uh, some of the issues raised by the various chapters of ASU include uh, the lecture halls being overcrowded, uh, the non-availability of facilities for hand washing, uh, fumigation of the environment. That's another. And then hand sanitizers. These are things that are needed if we are to have a safe environment, you know, for learning and all. But then uh, the other argument from a number of others is that, uh, you know, we just have to find a way to get this uh, running. Uh, in- interestingly, because uh, uh, the lecturers, they have, uh, they continue to say that uh, don't, don't don't look at our worries don't look at our uh the concerns that we've raised as us being pessimistic or us not wanting to work we're only saying yes we'll work but we nobody wants to risk their lives and you know those of their students so it is important that some of these things are made available uh just before we uh, get to reopen the schools zero eight one five four three two ten seventy nine zero eight one eight one 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 ten seventy nine apologies i see a number of you trying to talk to us about phone lines uh the uh, calls dropping for now but i'm sure we'll get an angle of it and uh, get to talk to you hello good morning to you well, uh, remember in the alternative at Fresh FM at Belkota on Twitter. If you're watching live on Facebook, you also get a chance to drop your contributions uh, via that avenue as well. And we'll be glad to hear from you just about uh, six minutes uh, to uh, get more thoughts in as we uh, wrap things up uh, this uh, morning uh, on the program. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning to you. Hello. Good morning, good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Good morning. Well, hello. Hello. Well, uh, you'd have to turn down the volume on your radio if we had to hear you properly. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Apologies, the lines are not um, the the connection not the smoothest at the moment. But do, do try again. Do try again. Zero eight one five four three two ten seventy nine zero eight one eight one 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 ten seventy nine. Good morning to you. Hello. Good morning. Thank you for staying with us. Platform on Fresh 107.9 FM. Uh, hopefully we can uh, get to uh, talk to you uh, just for wrap things up. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. I'm yes. Good morning. 0815-432-1079 0818-111-1079 Let's hope we get luckier with this one. Hello, good morning to you. 
All right, it's not to be, uh, but do try again. Because uh, remember, at Fresh FM at on Twitter is the other avenue for you to drop your contributions. If you are watching us live on Facebook, uh, you can as well drop your contributions. Quite a number of you uh, joining us live. Uh, thank you uh, for uh, doing that. Uh, the the okay, I'm trying to see whether I can get a hold of uh, some of your other thoughts uh, via Twitter uh, this morning. Okay, let's hope we get lucky with this call now. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning to you. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Tell you what, my name. I'm calling from Dakar. All right. Yeah. You see, this is why we are missing this story. We plan to that. Schools were closed almost a year. And there was no plan that these schools will open very eventually. Oh, but even while these schools are closed now, where is our research? More research. That is why we have failed. We have failed to turn in this country. The school we must try as well as possible to send this child to school. They are tired. In fact, many of them cannot go back to school. Many of them are, they have been given out in marriages before they are in this country. Marriages. Uh, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, good morning. Zero eight one five four three two ten seventy nine zero eight one eight one 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 ten seventy nine. Those are the numbers. Uh, let's see whether I can squeeze in uh, one or two. Uh, just most likely one because of our time. Um, at Akoribami uh, went on to say, uh, okay, on Twitter says it is fundamental to curb community transmission uh, before universities are reopened. It says any prevention strategy based on personal responsibility and expectation that students will never cluster or attend parties is, is bound to fail, uh, he says. Because uh, just like uh, Mr. Adichle said while he was talking to us via the phone lines, he uh, spoke of the importance uh, of uh, everyone in the schools when the varsities eventually reopen, everybody everybody in the uh, school community, to, adre- to adhere to these protocols. Because if, if there's one thing we've noticed, uh, over the past um, couple of uh, weeks, it is it, the fact that uh, people have just failed to adhere to these protocols that are expected to help stop the spread of this virus. Yes, we know these things already. We know the virus, uh, you know, is going to be moved from people to people, from person to person, and you know, we already know the ways by which it can be uh, contracted or transmitted, and we know ways to stop it: washing our hands, wearing our face mask, you know. Uh, maintaining uh, physical or social distance from each other, just avoiding crowded places. Uh, we know these things. The big question is, will we do them? Will uh, the students, when they get to school, wear their face masks? Will they all uh, adhere to wearing their face masks? Will the lecturers uh, wear their face masks? Will everyone wash their hands you know, with soap and water before getting to the lecture, getting inside the lecture halls, for example? Uh, will uh, sanitizers uh, be used? Big question is, will they be available? Uh, that's another. Uh, will the environment be fumigated as uh, constantly as possible? These are some of the things, you know, uh, that, 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 that we should uh, raise. I, I, got, I got a message this morning from someone uh, who was uh, talking about the school reopening. And he said, um, 
you know, uh, at the time, government said uh, they were they were go- government was going to, uh, for example, with the markets, government was going to fumigate the markets, you know, uh, provide hand washing uh, materials and all of that. And then he said that that was just so, that was something that was done for just a couple of weeks in some places. That that's even though places that those things were done at all. And he's saying even if government provides some of these things for the schools. Uh, what's the uh, what was the assurance as to for how long they will keep providing them? How long will they continue to fumigate? How long will the uh, water be available? And he's, he's just he was just quite skeptical as regards it. And he's saying yes, schools have to reopen, but uh, there are so many things that we need to put in place. And he, he wasn't entirely optimistic, but you know we're working with a lot of hope, uh, especially as it is the start of a new year. So a lot of people are quite hopeful and hoping that things will just be better eventually. Well. Many thanks to you for being a part of the program. Thanks to a lot of you who spoke to us. Many thanks to uh, Mr. Tosin Adishle who spoke to us. I know quite a number of you tried to talk to us but couldn't because of the phone lines. Apologies. I'm sure we'll pick this up and hopefully things will turn out fine. Uh, we'll get a lot of information ahead of Monday when schools are expected to reopen. Wale Bakar is my name. That's the platform this Monday. We'll return on Wednesday. God willing, stay safe. Keep it locked on Fresh 107.9 FM. Good morning. From the rock city of Nigeria, rock city of Nigeria, this is Fresh 107.9. Doctor bye bye to malaria. Dokita dagbe refumba. Lati leche healthy farmer. Nibiti amatem fort soft gel. Ogun bato lagbara yeti njadiwa. Mujeri ni wipe nibita abade yi ko se ni to ma tun gora emo ti o ma tun je ki malaria aisan iba ko gbe ohun sanle bi gbogbo wa ti mo lori eto yi wipe bi eni ke ni ba so wipe ba wo ni ta isan ba malaria iru won la n pe ni ignoramus trouble maker ati alakoba yoruba bo won lo ju to ba ti ri bi ti kofo ire lokuti yo ma wo Adura amini wikwe, oju wa marire o, bubara ele, esha kwa siko yi, asiko bele e, asiko ma fo wakami. Hmm, eje ki mkwe ni asiko da lemo, woni coronavirus wa nita, woni ki ama fo wawa. Eh, elbi fama lo ni ki nronyi leti wikwe, imoto to lo bori anumole, biyo yeti mbori oru. Eh, wono, mumbo jare. Of jail, what for it to drown you by Tiara de Cubayaleno, Jometa, Lorido Kitare. And you know, we will pay and walk where I saw Lori Shirish Lowa Nita by any tea by battling the Wallace Selara, Coferes, you on to coat on the Wallace, LB Farmanikin soft on you will pay. I'm a tame soft gel. Tieti mobi any mowo or coiba or shake patakiniasiko you. Never tea a by Yara was soto. Tio you won't pay any self isolation. Ah, tun kwa dogba yi doti la yi. Ki iba ma ba kwe anwa yi sa ekbere yoku wano agwara wa. Lati mwa wikwe, ki a shi a ye wu. Lati mwa ton shi wa. Lati mwa wikwe, ki a ma shi mwa toto. Be si ni ati mwa wikwe, 